Welcome to Raising Parents Podcast, where parents find support for the journey of parenting. My name is Harold Bradshaw, and I am the Family Ministries Pastor here at Highland Park Community Church, and I am super excited about today's topic. We are going to talk about family and fitness. And to do that, I've got some great friends here. Um, Brian and Jennifer Chatterton um, are here, and I'd like, Brian, hey, would you guys begin just by introducing yourselves? Sure. Most people probably know Jen more than they know me, uh, but I'll introduce myself. I'm a teacher and coach in town, teach at Kelly Walsh High School, coach uh, boys and girls tennis and soccer at Kelly Walsh High School, and uh, am husband to Jen, father of Mackenzie, 21, Kellen, 18, and Olivia, 10. Awesome. And I'm Jen Chatterton, and I'm actually the children's pastor here at Highland Park, so I get to hang out with Harold on a daily basis. And um, uh, before I went into ministry, I um, was a personal trainer. I actually am still doing that, but I've been doing that since 1996. And so um, fitness has been part of my background uh, for quite a long time, a few decades. Exactly. And I've been in the gym with you guys. And uh, I got to tell you, I know you're fit. I know you're fit just from your exercise and your and, and the stuff you do in the gym, but just knowing you over the years, just also the other ways you incorporate fitness through diet and, and exercise. Um, so I'm really excited to hear what you guys have to say, because here's what we want to do today. We want to find out what role does fitness play in the relationship to the health of our families? I mean, why is fitness a big deal? And why are we wanting to support uh, fitness for ourselves and then for our families? So um, at the risk of asking a very obvious question, but it might be a good place to start. It's just this, what benefit is there for a family to promote and support physical well-being, physical fitness? Yeah, I guess I'll go first. Excuse me. <clears throat> I, uh, I think that uh, being a well-rounded person, there's lots of things that you do in your life that um, – uh, should be fun and interactive. And I think uh, fitness is just one of those things that allows you to do more things with your life, right? You build relationships a lot of times, at least men do, around the activities that you do. Mm -hmm. And so I think of going fishing and hunting and skiing and running and doing fitness activities like that. And, um, <clears throat> you know, just a general fitness routine allows for you to be able to participate in those for a long period of time, you know, I think of my, uh, grandpa, Harry, who was still fishing when, and going down into canyons when he was 70 years old mm -hmm. and doing that with his grandson. Right. And mm -hmm. so just having extending that lifespan where you're able to do those activities, I think has a, is the way I see part of the reason for fitness is just participating in, um, in those sorts of activities with the people that you love. Yeah, it sounds like potential, right? Being fit as an individual and then as a family as a whole brings uh, greater potential for your family's activities and, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great way to look at it. I mean, yeah. it, and it goes beyond that. I think, obviously, the benefit to your body is huge. Maybe Jen can speak to that. but Yeah, I'll yeah. piggyback on that a little bit. I think, um, especially like once I we had kids, and I think by, you know, making sure you're – participating in some sort of physical fitness activity, make sure you're, you're feeding your body well and getting the right amount of rest. I was a better wife. I was a better mom. Mm. Um, I had more energy. Um, I felt better about myself. Um, and so it, I think it unfolds and really um, overflows into all areas of your life. And um, 
definitely something that I think is key that families need to tune into um, so that they can do the things that they they want they want to do and they can do it together um, you know and that's what's cool too is that there's a family component there too yeah I can remember um, in my 20s even in my teens not knowing a lot about diet knowing quite a bit about about exercise but not knowing very much about diet and um, <clears throat> thinking back when I did learn more about diet, how it affected my um, energy throughout the day, right? Just the simple things that we know about when you should eat and shouldn't eat and high carb versus low carb and those sorts of things where you get insulin spikes during the day and this and that and the other. And you maybe you're exhausted by the time two o'clock rolls around because maybe you ate really late. So you didn't sleep very well. You got up. You know, maybe you ate a high-carbohydrate meal for breakfast. You get an insulin spike. It makes you tired. You're crabby with your family. You're crabby with your, my case, students at school. Mm -hmm. um, I see students falling asleep all the time at school in yeah. my afternoon classes. Really no fault of their own other than what they ate for lunch. Carb crash or, or Right, yeah. those sorts of things. And so I think just the way you interact throughout your day and your productivity and are you uh, able to do the things that you want to do that you're passionate about, whether it's your job or other sorts of things, just based on the way that you feel. And I remember not feeling very well all the time in my teens and twenties. Um, and even into my early thirties, because we didn't, um, I didn't eat as well as I could have. And I was, I would get tired a lot. And if you're tired, right, your interactions with your kids and your wife aren't always great. Right. And if that can be attributed to diet, if that's something you can change, then you should, I think it's something to be looked into. That's the fun part of this. This is where there are um, steps that we can take for health, for well-being. Um, there are many uh, components and portions of our existence that are outside of our realm of control. But this is one of those places where we can take ownership of and say, um, I can promote health, well-being in my, in my life through diet, rest, and exercise. Right. Um, and isn't it great how holistic it is that in that if you eat well, you have energy so you can exercise well. And if you exercise well, you can relate better. Uh, you can think more clearly. Um, so th that gives us a, just a good example. Again, why this is such a big deal. Um, why we find that if we can help our families become healthier physically, it will impact their ability to be healthier, healthier uh, relationally um, and spiritually. And so, so here, here's a, I've got a few questions for you guys today, okay? Because I've been thinking about this, and I'd, I'd love myself as a parent to have known some of the answers to these questions. Um, and so here, this is always fun. And uh, how do we answer this question? How do parents know what are realistic expectations concerning diet, rest, and exercise for their kids? How do we make that decision uh, to tell them, like, no, maybe not all five pieces of white bread? Or, you know, um, how do we make decisions about what's best for them, diet, rest, and exercise. Jen, go ahead. I'm laughing because um, <laughs> if you talk to my youngest daughter, Olivia, um, we don't buy white bread, and mm. that's okay. Mm. I mean, if people like white, white bread, that's great. But we have some dear friends that um, on her birthday gift her white bread because <laughs> she doesn't get it at home, so uh -huh. she gets it once a year on her birthday. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, realistic expectations. I think it's, um, you know, obviously the age of your kids is going to factor mm -hmm. into that, but I think starting young with just encouraging them to be active, and that's something that 
um, which I think is cool. As a family, you can do that when, when they're young. It just make it part of your family rhythm, your routine. Yep. Um, and that can change from season to season. Um, you know, there's lots of options out there for families. Some love the outdoors. Some aren't mm-hmm. that crazy, but there's a lot about the outdoors. But there's lots of options. And just to make it a priority for your family. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, and I think probably the hardest part when we're talking about expectations is diet, um, is, you know, just it, you're not going to get it perfect every time. I parent, we're never perfect parents, but to do your best. And, um, I would say the biggest thing is to just start young and, you know, make it a priority for your family. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, you're, we're as young parents, we experimented a lot with habits that we had when we were growing up and it, Oh, this worked for us. And you know how that goes and diet was part of the thing, but you know, we, we've discovered that, and most of us have discovered if we read up on this, is that the prescribed diets that we thought were healthy growing up weren't healthy for us, mm-hmm. right? The right. high carb, you know, eat a bagel for lunch and, you know, all those sorts of things. And those have um, led to conditions that aren't healthy. And so we even had to deal with that with um, one of our kids growing up. You know, he wasn't unhealthy, but Kellen wasn't perfect, great greatly in health for a while there. And so we had to do some adjusting of his diet and it um, made a huge difference in the way he could move and act and interact and be, uh, you know, do the things that he loved to do. And, um, you know, he became a a really good swimmer in high school and is swimming in college now. And part of that, I think we can actually attribute to a change in diet when he was about nine years old okay, and he became way more active and um, you know, he was always into things, but he became a swimmer. And so that was something that we grew up doing when he was little okay, and he loved it. And so I would just to kind of piggyback on Jen's idea that finding something that your kids love and enjoy is going to be better and getting them to stay active, right? If they are doing something that you guys all enjoy to do together. So, so I guess, I guess what I would say is that the diet piece um, over time, kids are going to learn how they feel if you're if you're helping them recognize those things about them that, oh, I do feel better today because I didn't have a Pepsi and a candy bar for lunch and whatever. Oh, yeah, I'm more alert. I did my homework better. I perform better at practice or whatever that happens to be. And so those are things that we learned along with our kids, um, but are glad that we learned it because it's been a benefit to our whole family. So bringing awareness to your children, that, yeah, that difference exactly. that it's making yeah. in their lives and just helping them see, hey, this is this is working for you. Do you see this? And Yeah, and they may not, like Olivia is like, she doesn't like it all the time. She's like, oh, my gosh. But she's slowly making better choices for herself. Mm-hmm. Like we're not Nazis on the food that we eat by far, but we, we have a pretty good variety of food in our house, and we let her choose from those things. But she's slowly learning how to choose for herself what makes her feel better and what she needs. And so there's battles that we have, but it's nothing, you know, um, over the top and it's just, you know, what a normal kid would eat, but it's, uh, she's making better choices as she gets older. Cause she, we're bringing that awareness to her. I really like that guys. What I'm hearing you guys say is it's not a, because I said so diet plan. It's a, Hey, check this out and see if you think it's a good idea and helping them see the, the benefits of personal benefits from that and, and letting them make that decision. Um, that, that's really good. It's fun. Just this morning at the gym, I I saw, and I've seen this happen a few times, but this particular, uh, there was a parent there with maybe a seven or eight year old, uh, son. 
And, um, and he was working out hard. Dad's on the weights and he's, he's doing, and then he would run, get some cardio and back to the weights while his seven, eight year old son was, was just playing. Right. And, and just having a ball. And, um, but I was watching him and he, I mean, if I was to play like he was playing, I would, I would call that fitness training. Okay. Yeah, for you know? sure. yeah. But for him, it was just fun, but he was getting exercise. But what I saw most importantly was he, here's dad modeling mm-hmm. for, and, and, and for his son that, that fitness is a priority and bringing him to the gym with him, but then at the same time, not forcing him to do anything other than maybe just learn by example and see the benefits in dad's life. So that modeling that you're, that you're um, communicating, I can see that of being great value. That's, that's of great value. Let's, let's, let's see. What's our next question. Um, Brian, I kind of thought of this question because I, uh, I know you have a relationship with fellowship of Christian athletes and you've had for a long time Yeah. and, 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 and you're a coach and, and I've been, you know, I used to be a student ministries pastor for many years, and, and I oftentimes would, would have conversations with students about their relationship with athletics and, and how they keep them as priorities with other priorities in their lives. Um, but this question, how best can parents partner with their children's athletic or fitness programs um, or their pursuits? Uh, how do they partner with their kids and maybe those, those programs that they're involved in? Yeah, great question. You know, we were <clears throat> being a youth coach and a high school coach and Jen and I both were athletes growing up and played lots of sports. Yeah. You know, it's an important part of your lives. If you love, if you love to do something, um, you want to have an opportunity to do that at, um, more or at a different level, competition levels and things like that. And so I think what you have to take into account is how can we do that in a way where the, it's still fun. Um, you want to be involved at maybe a higher level, but it's not so serious that you're, spending thousands and thousands of dollars every year for travel and this and that um, without a lot of uh, return on that investment necessarily as far as, um, you know, whether it's a college scholarship or things that people tend to go for. But I I just think it should be, um, as parents, find something that your kids love to do. Okay. um, Set reasonable boundaries, how often they can do that, whether it's practicing or competing um, work that into your family's life um, as far as um, church, uh, spiritual life, church on Sundays, those sorts of things. And we're not the the parents who wouldn't go to a tournament on the weekend um, and um, because we would miss church. But what we would do is we would go to a tournament with our a swim meet with our kids on the weekend and we would find a church to go to. Okay. Right. We would go to Flatirons Church or Southeast down in Denver or, Mm -hmm. you know, a congregation that we knew of that we explored. Um, Or we would watch the church online. We would make sure that on Sunday morning or Saturday night, we were doing those sorts of things that were part of the routine. And we didn't, but we also wouldn't do things every weekend, Mm -hmm. right? We would seek out a reasonable schedule in the fall. Okay. Um, For example, like the team that maybe McKenzie was playing on, for example, would go to a tournament every second weekend. Well, we would pick out two out of the four tournaments to go to, and we would just let the team know, hey, these are the ones that we're going to go to. We we still we don't want to travel every weekend. Mm-hmm. We have other things that we want to do, but it's important that we participate. And, um, you know, we look at it as a chance to grow and learn about yourselves and be part of a team is a huge experience and to be coached well and to – be um, a good teammate to people is important. And so sports is a big part of people's lives, but there's a, there's a balance to how you, how you do that. How did you see it in the, when we used to do that for the tournaments and swim meets? 
No, I think you shared that. I mean, that's what we did. And, um, I mean, I, and we weren't perfect either. Um, I think that's one thing, you know, you're trying to make all these decisions for your family and, yeah. uh, but I just think finding a balance for everyone and, yeah. um, that's super important. And, um, you asked, you know, how parents can partner, um, with their children's. And I was just thinking of, um, partnering, you know, with coaches or whatever, you know, ask them questions. Um, our, one of our kids was blessed with an amazing coach and, um, he, uh, was great in, in encouraging them and helping them make good decisions about getting rest and eating the right foods. And, Mm -hmm. and I would just encourage parents, I mean, coaches, you know, they're awesome and they want the best for your kids too. So ask them, I mean, if they're not offering that information, you know, if you don't know, ask them and, um, you know, reach out to them just like you would to your students or your child's teacher at school. If you had a question about their academics or, you know, how they were doing in school socially. Um, if you're, if your child is, you know, wanting to, you know, achieve has, has a higher goal in athletics or fitness and they want to achieve something and you're not sure how to help them, yeah. like reach out and ask questions and cause they're a great resource and don't feel like you have to do it all on your own. And, we were super appreciative. And then that helps, you know, then when your child sees you partnering with those people, you're widening that circle yes. of influence for your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, then it's, it makes your job easier as a parent as well, because it's not just you saying, oh, well, you should do this or you should do that. It, you know, you're partnering with their coach who obviously wants the best for them too. So. Yeah, and I just realized when in asking that question, I made the assumption that a parent would want to partner with their coach or activities director. And I would highly recommend that. Absolutely, it. right? Yes. I mean, the value of doing that, of having that collaborative effort, um, and it promotes team. Again, yep. the, the family team with the, with the athletics team. Um, just think that's, that's, a, that's awesome. I hope that all, all parents will consider, if they are going to involve their son or daughter in, in an athletic program, that they would see the value in partnering with the coach or, or the department that's promoting that. Well, and as you not to interrupt yeah. Harold, but you know, when, uh, when, a, when a teenager starts being serious, a little bit serious about their sport, they have to be able to, it's a great parenting opportunity because it allows you to talk to them about diet and their fitness level and managing school and, and not to bring an anxiety to it, just how to manage their time. Right. Yeah. Kids, um, kids who aren't involved in sports are going to, or even as some sort of activity like dance or something like that, you know, they're going to find something to do with their time. Yeah. And, um, I find that athletes actually, and those kids who are involved in activities do a better job of managing their time Yeah. because they, they have to, and we don't want to over schedule them, right? There's the danger. And we had the coronavirus break back in March and everybody could take a deep breath and whatever. But what we found was, um, even though it was a nice break, when we came back in the fall, we really talked about prioritizing our schedule so that it didn't feel like it was go, go, go all the time, but we still wanted uh, uh, our 10-year-old to stay active, Yeah, right? We didn't want, our, we didn't want to not be involved in activities. Um, we just wanted to, to work that schedule so that she could get a feel of all those things. And then we still have nights at home where we're hanging out and doing homework and playing games and, you know, relaxing as well. And so, uh, you know, all of this is a balance, right? It's all a balance. And it's about how you prioritize things and talk things out as a family 
and and kind of figure it out. And again, we go back to we we unashamedly admit and confess that physical fitness is of benefit to the family and to the individuals as they seek to balance and prioritize their lives. Um, it's we have increasingly amount of uh, opportunities available to us as children and as adults and trying to prioritize based on one's values and, and, and uh, of what those priorities are and having that ongoing dialogue. Um, holistically, we would like to see fitness in that. That is, that's, that's just uh, an underlying foundation to being, again, the potentials of being able to do those things. So really, really good. Really, really good. So I want to, I'm going to transition us here now because holistically speaking, body, mind, soul, and spirit. I mean, we're, Physical fitness has an, uh, a role to play in our spirituality, in how we relate to God. Um, with that being said, um, let's talk a little bit about how does physical fitness honor God? What do you think? It's a great question. I wish I would have thought about it more growing up, but I do know that um, when you are, um, this is not exclusively the case, but if you um, are healthy. I think physical fitness, there's a, we have a picture in our mind sometimes of what a physically fit person is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not necessarily the, you know, the, the big weightlifter or the super, you know, ultra marathon distance runner or whatever those things it's a, can I, um, do I rest well at night? Can I be active during the day? Can I, can I get some exercise because that helps my brain? And then I'm able to serve the people around me better. Yeah. Right. And so you have spheres of influence in your life and you serve your, your family first. Right. And then you, if you can serve your family, well, you s- serve the people who you work with and then you serve your extended family and the, those circles kind of go out. And if you're not well, right, healthy and not feeling well, mm-hmm. like if you can even barely serve your family because you're so tired and worn down and yeah. not eating well and sleeping well and those sorts of things, all those other things become more of a struggle. And so God calls us to uh, a life of interaction with our community, right? That's how he built us. And the more community there is, the better. And I think that if you're a healthy person, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he designed us for physical activity. We weren't meant yes. to be sedentary people. And um, But I think... Um, you know, he's given you a gift. Your body is a gift and how you use it and take care of it, um, you know, is a testament to your relationship with him. And, um, you know, you need to use it to glorify him too. So um, taking care of it is our responsibility and our gift back to God. So. Amen. It's, it's, um, it's a stewardship issue, but we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. Um, I looked into this a little bit. Oftentimes when I hear people talking about their fitness and in a relationship to God, they will quote uh, from 1 Corinthians uh, about how your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? Well, in context, that has more to do about sexual purity than it does actually being physically fit. That being said, um, and we, we hear another in, in Psalms where we talk about that um, God is less interested with our physical muscles and abilities than he is our, 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 our spiritual relationship and, and and, and uh, eternal destiny with him. And so once we have our priorities right, okay, um, my body is not God, and I don't want to make a, an idol of my body because I've seen many people do that outside of a relationship with God. Their physical fitness is really a temple to them, is really uh, a, something that they themselves would worship. But put in proper perspective, God does 
like you said, Jenny, he doesn't call us to a sedentary life. He calls us to, to be good stewards of all that he's given us, our physical well-being being one of those things, for a greater purpose. And, um, and yeah, so good stewardship, stewardship of our bodies honors God. Um, and then learning self-control. So this is something, and, and again, I, I have to believe, because I don't think it's just my experience. I mean, I'm grateful for fitness, but I don't always love fitness. There's certain days where it just is harder than other days. Um, it, it's, it's like a, a discipline where, by definition, suffering some pain for a redemptive purpose, right? I'm, I'm doing this out of discipline than I am desire today. Mm-hmm. And, um, but physical fitness and having a routine, a scheduled routine of fitness, has taught me to be more scheduled and routine in other areas of my life. Um, so I've, I'm learning self-discipline through physical fitness that uh, transfers into other areas of my life. Do you find that true in, in your lives as well? I do. I, I'm probably, I'm a pretty disciplined person. And so fitness has always been a part of my life since I was young. And mm. I think having that discipline, maybe for me, it's reverse has then carried over to other areas like, oh, I've seen or felt or experienced the benefits of eating well and, mm. you know, just taking care of my body um, and then carrying that over to other things in your life. Um, and, but it's hard. It, it is hard. It, it really is. I find it. It's almost easier. So I, I can get to the gym and I can work out a lot easier than I cannot pick up that piece of carrot cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I just, it's really, that's, that's a discipline for me, but because I'm disciplined in my physical regimen, um, I find the discipline to say, no, I don't need that second portion or I can walk away from the, from the office cookie tray that's sitting there in front of me every day so <laughs> well and the yeah. first thing you said once you get to the gym and that's you know training people for there you go you know decades the hardest part is just walking in the doors once you're there you know anything you do I mean will be of benefit but the hardest part is just getting in so having that self-discipline that routine built in and sometimes even having an accountability partner, you know, someone you're going to meet and it doesn't have to be at a gym. It can, you know, it can be anything that you enjoy. And that's the other thing. It should be something you enjoy doing. It'll make it a lot easier to get most there. of the time, at least yes. maybe not yes. every day, <laughs> yes. but most of the time. Well, yeah. you enjoy playing racquetball. So it's easier probably for you to it is. go to the gym when you know you have someone meeting you there to play exactly a match. And so, yeah. um, but I think part of like what you just said is once you get there and I think that's, you know, just making that a priority and walking in the doors is sometimes the hardest part. Mm-hmm. I know for me who I, who I haven't, I haven't always had as good habits as Jen, but have developed those habits over time, um, have learned to um, think about my week or think about my day, scheduling in those times, you know, getting up earlier to make sure I have time to, um, read and pray and do a quiet time sort of thing is built into my schedule. And then seeing the rest of my day is where, where the physical part can come in. And I don't, you know, I'm a shorter workout person. I like to get in and get done. And, you know, if I'm there for 45 minutes, that's pretty long for me, you know, 30 Mm -hmm. to 45 minutes. And, you know, research tells us that depending on what you do, short is good too. And so if I would just tell people, look at your day figure out the priorities um, both for yourself and for your family and then sit down and whether it's not necessarily writing them out, but make it have a plan 
Yeah. And then just follow the plan. Right. Yep. And so if you can begin to do that, those habits develop. And so I've had to learn that over a long period of time, but, um, here I am still alive and still working out and still doing <laughs> some good things. So I don't know. It seems seem to be working for you guys. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I no, guess from my sure. perspective, it's <laughs> like, yeah, your health is impressive and I'm, I'm grateful for it. Well, yeah. it's, it's good to see your, the habits that you have carry over to your kids. Yeah. And so, like I said, our older, we have a 10 year old, but we also have a 21 year old and an 18 year old who are very disciplined yes. um, in the things that they do. And not because we, sat down and hammered them and this is what you need to do. Although we have discussions, they had to learn for themselves what was more beneficial and less beneficial. Again, based on kind of how we feel you, when you feel well, that's a huge deal. It is. And people don't always really know how poorly they feel if they've never felt any different. Right. And so when they start to feel better and develop that habit, you just see an acceleration of the other habits that go along with it. But I would just, you know, it has to be a spiritual piece to that too, right? If you're only pursuing, like you said, the temple of the body, just so you can look good on Instagram or whatever, right? Like that's a hollow, that's a hollow victory, right? The, the reason that we are created, like Jen said, is we're created to be active and interact with people. And that's a gift that God has given us. And so we should steward that, as you mentioned, and be ready to use, be used by God in the future, Mm -hmm. right? If I'm, if I'm 55 and unhealthy, you know, that doesn't mean I can't be effectively used by God, but my options that he might be able to call me to are then limited. Whereas I'm given an opportunity to go on a mission trip or this or that, or whatever that looks like, and I'm healthy, I can go at a drop of a hat. Whereas if I'm not well, then I have to really consider what it is, how God can use me. And God has designed us to be available as well as useful, right? Available and useful and, and ready for usefulness. So uh, a training and preparing for the eventuality that something might, might come available to us. Um, I'm, I find it uh, most, most people, um, not all, but most people that are physically active and, and physically disciplined are, have greater strength in managing attitude and, and, and they're optimistic. They're looking at, at, at their lives with great potential versus uh, despair. And so, um, once again, how does, um, how does physical fitness honor God? Well, with our attitudes and with um, the way that we're available to serve. And then finally, again, uh, the opportunity to love others through our attitudes um, and through our actions. Um, I, when I think about this earlier about the love languages, right? I'll, um, quality time. Well, I'm going to be less tired. I'll have more minutes available to me in the day to spend with um, acts of service was an easy one. It was like, wow, if I'm physically fit, I'll be able to serve with actions um, better. And all the, all the other, um, you know, physical touch, uh, all of the other love languages that we talk about so often are more greatly promoted by physical fitness. Um, so I, I want to wrap us up a little bit, guys, because I, uh, I just, well, if you had, okay, your last voice to this message today, physical fitness, I just want families to understand the value of helping their children and themselves put, make a priority along with other things in their lives, of course, but a priority of recognizing the value of good diet, rest, and exercise. What would you want to say? Oh, man. 
It's my, tough, right? I was, I was like, <laughs> I was in vibing with you, kind of just absorbing what you were saying. And so, you know how you kind of, you're thinking ahead, like, oh, what am I going to say next? I completely was, was, was keen in on you. So I'm going to listen to that I'm later. Gonna, maybe it was good. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it was great. I was like, good takeaway. I was like, <laughs> preach it. So I'll, maybe I'll like, I'll, I'm going to let Jen go. Cause my. Oh, I would, um, I would say for parents, um, you know, just to start, and it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, find something, you know, I guess it depends on the ages of your kids, but um, make sure it's something fun. Um, and if, you know, your kids, are, you know, if your kids are older, support them in any way that you can and be involved and encouraging. Um, but I think the biggest takeaway is I, I think um, – you know, you'll just, you'll feel better and be able to serve God to the fullest and um, whatever he should put in your path for you and, and your family. And I think we talked about it earlier is just, you know, for your, as far as your family, just setting that example, yeah. um, you know, cause we want our kids to be healthy and, mm-hmm. you know, feel good and um, that'll overflow into other areas of their lives too. So thank you. Yeah, I think it came back to me what I was what I was thinking. So oh, good. Think, I'm glad I yeah. led you there. See tag team. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm a science teacher. And so one of the things that I really love to teach about, I teach biology. You know, God created us and he's made us super intricate, right? Where we have these this DNA in us. And so these these um, chemicals get, that get released when we exercise and these, mm. these hormones that get released when we're um, treating our bodies correctly and maybe fasting on, you know, when we fasting is a way that, um, releases good hormones a lot of the time, right? Instead of eating all day, we, we allow for our bodies to rest and kind of regenerate and hormones are released. And when we exercise, we learn better. Um, I mean, he just, it's so amazing how he built us that if we can be in tune with the way that God created us and realize that he did create us. Um, and if we, don't fight against that. Rather, we kind of go with the wisdom that we're learning about how our bodies work, right? You are going to be more in tune, not only with um, uh, your own body, but with the way that God created your body, right? Mm-hmm. And so, right, the the dopamine that you get from doing something and the serotonin release that you have when you are accomplishing a goal and the the growth factors that your brain releases when you're exercising and then you you read something after that and you learn better, right? It's all just so interconnected. They're all, and I think you made the point at the beginning that we're not just a physical body or a, or a brain or a spirit. We're all, all of those right, things in right. one. And just the physical part of it is just, and diet is a piece of that. And so as we teach our kids how to be that way, I think it's important to just continually emphasize the world, this worldview that people are so against. God made you. Yes. Right. He created you to be, you know, this way. And so it's a good, he created a very good thing. We have to use, we have to use that and remind our kids of that because what they're hearing from the rest of the world in a lot of cases is that, um, we got, we're here on accident, right? It's luck, you know, we're, it's amazing that we're here, but it was still purely accident. Right. And to, to me, um, it's no accident, obviously. Right. And we believe that Genesis one tells the story of creation and that God made us in his image. And so we have that peace inside of us and we should, we should pursue that 
um, as well as the other parts of our lives. And we want to teach our kids that more than anything. That's excellent, Brian. Thank you so much for that because that we have, our lives are an incredible gift and, and it is a gift from God. And I, I keep thinking with the gifts that I got on Christmas morning as a child, the more expensive the gift, the more my parents would be like, you take care of that. Right. Okay. And you make sure you put that away and, and don't, don't break that. And um, I just hear God saying, do you know how valuable you are to me? Mm-hmm. Please take care of that. You're too important to me. And I want you to, to really value the life that I've given you and take good care of it. So guys, thank you so much for this. This was fun. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. This was a yeah, lot was of fun. And um, thank you for, for joining us and, and for parents Raising Parents Podcast. Hope this is a, benef- a benefit to you. Um, I know it was for me. And look forward to talking to you again next month. And uh, please check out other podcasts that we were on previous to this. And we hope we have blessed you today. God bless you as you go. Bye-bye.